Welcome everyone to the Bourbon Boys podcast. What began as three drunks writing a weekly newsletter has evolved into four drunks talking into microphones about SEC football. I am Cousin Bailey and joined as always by Malt Liquor, Gus, and our producer, Dr. Ripper. Welcome back to the Bourbon Boys. Before I pass the mic over to this week's host, just something real quick. I get asked all the time, Cousin Bailey, how can we support the Bourbon Boys? Well, there are a few ways. Number one, you can give us a good rating and review on the platform you're listening to us. Number two, you can definitely subscribe to the podcast. Number three, let's face it, you all know someone who likes SEC football, so share this episode with them. Number four, you can support our sponsor. And number five, if you know of an up-and-coming business, put them in contact with me, Cousin Bailey, about being a sponsor. That's CousinBailey at gmail.com. This week's host for the final week of the regular season, uh, excluding the championship weekend, is Gus. Uh, the The lead has tightened a little bit. Um, it was There was a, a little bit of turnover, not from the bottom. But uh, Gus, take it away. Fill us in. Great. Thanks, Cuz. Yeah. Uh, it was a pretty dire week for most of us last week. There was one who kind of killed it. So I'm still in the lead. 11 games over 500 at 50 and 39. I went two and six last week. Yikes. Dr. Riffick, the producer. He's five, he's five games back. 45 and 44. He went six and two. And if you guys noticed, there's a lot of lone wolf wins in there. So I think there's something to that lone wolfery. Malt liquor slipping to under 500 at 44 yeah. or 45. He went one and seven last week. Cuzzo. Yeah. It's just uh 21 games. Are you fucking kidding me? 21 <laughs> games? It's a rough under uh, 500. It's been a, it's been a rough week, rough year. 34 and 55. I hitched my wagon to a lot of lame, lamers. Let's just say that. I, I also, think it's because Larry left. I think I'm blaming that on him. That's on his. Yeah, we, we can blame it on Larry. Let's blame oh. it on Larry for one year and then write I another like note. You went one in seven. So, yeah. yikes. Not good. Not good at all. So, this week, full slate, last week of regular season, uh, except for the Army Navy game, which I believe is played championship week. But uh, fuck all that noise. Let's go around. Malt, what you drinking, man? Uh, so I am drinking a Sideward Brewing Voodoo Pony Micro IPA. Sideward Brewing is in the armpit of Florida, Orlando. But it's a pretty good beer. Um, I think my initial comments is about halfway between last week. I sort of figured, noticed that Cousin and I were kind of picking the same games, and that made me incredibly nervous, Yeah, um, which bore, bore out. But I, I like to think I'm sort of like the Tennessee this year of the group, where going into you know, the second to last week, I was sniffing around the playoffs, chance to uh, potentially get the crown and then just collapse in a hailstorm of uh, Gamecock tornadoes and busted ACLs to now be basically 
playing out the string, playing for nothing. But anyway, it is Thanksgiving, so that's good. It always a, it's always a tough road when you're going head to head with Commander Cock, or is it Cock Commander? I don't remember. <laughs> Anywho, Cuzzo, what you drinking, buddy? Uh, I'm currently drinking um, a Coors Light because I had a three martini dinner, and then um, but I brought a, a bottle of um, Basil Hayden's Toast back here, so things are gonna get gonna get Oopsie. real in a little bit. Um, just real quick, uh, yeah, I totally agree with everything Malt Liquor said. You cannot pick alongside Cousin Bailey this year. This is by far my worst year. I mean, you know, like as I can recall. Um, uh, you said something else that kind of rang true, but you know, it, it got drowned out in martini, but, um, anyways, yeah. So currently I'm drinking a Coors Light, but I'm about to turn it up. So those martinis, were they vodka or gin? They were vodka. Okay. You're right. Let me, let me, let me rephrase because ever since, uh, a couple of years ago, and this is not a peer pressure thing, but I have, I go. have <laughs> completely, I'm completely on board with like, you know, you have to call it a vodka martini or whatever. So every time I go anywhere, I just say, you know, a kettle one ice cold up. And then I usually, you know, say dirty or, you know, blue cheese olives or something like that. But I, I almost never say the word martini when I order it anymore. Cause I, I, I respect the drink, but I also really, really like vodka. Cause was so. there anything better than kettle one martinis? With blue cheese stuffed olives at Dan Marino's. Oh my God, those were outstanding. Yeah, of course. A little dirty. I used to get them. I, I, I've, I've kind of curbed back on the dirtiness of my drinks. Um, I still, I still ask for it a little dirty sometimes, but yeah, ice cold vodka with a with some blue cheese olives. I'm all day, every day. Except I was back when there, there, there were like two places to go in downtown St. Pete. Yeah, now there's like a billion. Yeah. Dr. Riffick, what you drinking, bud? Uh, I was a little hmm. late leaving work, so I had to dip into the wife's reserves here at the house. So I'm actually having a Modelo. No, I got some of those oh. in the fridge. All right. Good. I thought you were going to hit me with a Truly or something. Thank God. I was a little worried <laughs> no, you only had time uh, for I'm like three drinking. or four. Sorry. I was worried you only had time for a couple shots. Oh, Sorry. no, I had seven. <laughs> So for me, I uh, I went out and I got a I got a, a four pack of Tall Boys of Reef Donkey, uh, but I just wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling beer, so I got uh, Four Roses Small Batch. Hell yeah! About ten fingers of it. Like I'm I'm ready to go. You know what I'm nice. saying? So I do work Crazy. tomorrow, so it'll be fun. It'll be fun. But yeah, so I think we'll get into the games and we could probably discuss all the happenings of last week as we go through the slate this week. That sound good? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Malt Buddy, take it away. So speaking of Four Roses, I picked that up too at Lucan's. So I'll be getting into that. And I was actually kind of inspired because for the first time I think I'd ever seen, well, probably for the hundredth time in my life, but the first time like on 4K on my new TV. I saw the original Rocky and I just can't resist watching it at least part of the time. I think that was yeah. Saturday before the Gator game started. Um, and I noticed that when Paulie comes in drunk, well, the drunkest on Christmas and he's smashing 
or no, not that when he is drunk and lets Rocky in to hit the meat, he's got in his bag a little, not quite a nip, but a little under a 0.75 of four roses. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get fucking some four roses in honor of Polly. But uh, anyway, uh, we've got the Egg Bowl Thursday night. Uh, Ole Miss coming off a uh, tough loss to Arkansas, right? And then Mississippi State played ETSU and whooped their ass. But the real story here is Tulane or not Tulane. Uh, not sure what's the answer to that question going to be. The bigger question is whether or not I'll be sober and awake by the end of this game because it'll it'll be, uh, you know, after turkey and several drinks. Um, but, uh, I you know, I got a feeling, so there's all this initial rumors that Ole Miss or that Lane was going to Auburn, and I haven't heard anything since then other than Lane, Lane kind of trolling the local news guy who said he was. Um, if he leaves, then, you know, I, I'd be a little bit more inclined to take Mississippi State. But I think for some of the reasons we discussed, I don't know if it was on air or in the green room last week, but I think because you said that it's almost a lateral move, uh, I kind of think he's going to stay, and I think that's going to boost the Reb spirit, and they'll cover this number at home. I'm a little uh, concerned, a lot concerned, by the way they um, kind of shat the bed last week. Um, Did I say I, what the spread was? I don't think so. Go ahead. No. The spread is three. I'm sorry. Ole Miss is favored by three. Sorry, Cuz. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's very pertinent information. Uh, the over-under is 63 and a half. Both of these teams can score, and Ole Miss looked like complete crap last week. And that being said, um, Mississippi State hasn't exactly looked like a, a gem the previous two weeks before they played UTSA. Um, I mean, they looked good last week, and they can score. But, you know, th that is an interesting question. Uh, I was, you know, I, as you mentioned, I was convinced that Lane Kiffin had no reason to go to Auburn why would anyone go to Auburn I mean they go through I mean they don't go through coaches well about as bad as we do but like I feel like they're always in turmoil like from day one like they either get booed on the tarmac or you know like there's the 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 the, the, the rumblings are that hot seats hot you know almost immediately it just does not seem like a place one would want to go um especially since it's it's not that great I mean I understand they've got some you know some money but I don't understand the draw to Auburn. Oh, and I'm not saying Ole Miss is like, you know, the, the creme de la creme job, but you know, what is the point of, if you've already established yourself at Ole Miss. They haven't won anything yet. Win some, win a, you know, SEC West or come close, then you make a move to a, you know, a higher up school, whoever that may be an upper tier school. And like the big, the big, uh, well, whatever. Um, all uh, I was looking at these games, and I, I noticed I was going to pick a couple of um, road teams. Um, I just, I and I, I hate to say it, I mean, because I I don't I don't have anything against Ole Miss, and I generally hate Mississippi State, but I, I really think uh, I really think Mississippi State is going to probably win this game. Uh, and so, obviously, whoever's listening, pick against. Yeah, I don't think Mississippi State has a chance in this game with their lane staying or going. So, yeah. You guys kind of said it all. You know, Lane hasn't come out and said he's not going. He just we made haven't fun heard, of that guy. We ha yeah, he just made fun of him. We we haven't heard 
and he's addressed the, the the team. Maybe he has. Who knows? But yeah, I, to me it doesn't matter. I just give me old Miss. FYI, apparently USF reached out to Deion Sanders. He ain't. Why coming. the hell would he go there? Exactly, he ain't coming. How how I want to know how long it took for him to hang up. <laughs> I don't know. They may have only got to his agent. Who knows? Maybe they sent an email and it still hasn't been returned. Doctor? Uh, I will take Mississippi State. Mom, and, uh, what did you take? Sorry. I take Ole Miss. Okay. Yeah. Split house. All right. So guys. we, uh, so the we one thing, if Lane is smart, he'll wait another year and then come to Florida after we can Napier. Yeah. I mean, we're definitely, he's definitely going to get canned at some point because that's just, I mean, that's our track record with coaches. So I think, I think Lane definitely, that'd be awesome. I'd love to have Lane Kiffin. Something I, you know, would have kicked myself my own ass for saying five years ago, ten years ago. Because of Bailey, um, I was saying that three years ago that we should hire him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you saying that, and I remember like toying with the idea. Just, anyways, that game was on Thanksgiving Day. Um, so now we're going to Friday, the SEC game of the week. I mean, I, I, I really hate this shit. Arkansas. I say this every year, so I apologize. But Arkansas at Missouri is the new um, Thanksgiving weekend game for Arkansas. It used to be Arkansas-LSU when both teams were, you know, maybe in like, you know, the same stratosphere, but they're just not right now. Um, aside from beating the the tar out of Ole Miss uh, last week, uh, Arkansas lost at home to Liberty and then lost that squeaker to LSU. I'm not sure how to how – to, quantify that because you know lsu is going to the sec championship game but then they turn around and just smoke mississippi Ole miss um missouri they beat new mexico state last week and then before that though they got just completely roadhoused by uh, tennessee um the line is missouri giving Ar- excuse me arkansas giving home missouri five points um i'm this is this is again where I'm not exactly sure how confident this sounds, but again I'm choosing a uh, a road team in rivalry week. I don't know. I don't really call this a rivalry, but I may you know I, I presume Arkansas has obviously got something in the tank, and I feel like Missouri is starting to you know they're just not showing up. I mean, obviously they beat New Mexico State last week, but you know SEC competition. So I'm going to take Arkansas. Yeah, I'm going to go the same with you on this. I didn't want to pick anything that you picked. But I guess it's like I got a one out of however many games there are this week chance on that. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So, <laughs> but no, I, I just, I think Arkansas, their ceiling is much higher than Missouri's ceiling. But I don't know what Arkansas team's going to show up. That being said, I think you could say the same thing about Missouri. So I, there's not much to say here. I wonder if Pittman loses his job at the end of the year. Be interesting. But as for now, I'll take Arkansas. So my notes, I, I wrote down schizophrenic hogs, which is kind of what they've been. You know, they can look pretty good and like they did last week and then kind of lose to Liberty, right? Um, Mizzou is just consistently boring. Um, I'd be more inclined to take Arkansas, but I need to make up some ground for a miracle comeback here. So I'll take the Tigers. Nice rivalry. I know. Another house divided. I will be with Malt from Missouri. Uh-oh. 
Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Gunning for me. Gun in. That brings us into our 7.30 p.m., not a.m. game, <laughs> on Friday. Florida headed to Tallahassee to meet the fucking Seminoles. Line is 10, so Florida State's favored by 10. This probably should be more than that, but I think we'll get into that as we talk. First, I want to hit on Florida State. Florida State fans are back to being fucking annoying. It's awesome. Back to Got a got a couple. Well, they're kind of they're winning, so they're bad. Oh, yeah, they you were know. silent. Before. They were silent before. Oh, okay, you know, never seen more Knowles gear in my life than I have this past week. <laughs> Congratulations on being eight and three. But there's a guy at work. He's uh, he's from Tallahassee. Uh, did not did not go to Florida State though. He went to uh, Florida A and M, which he gives me shit all the time, saying I should call it uh, FAMU. And I refuse to do that. I'm just going to call it Florida A&M. But he said that the players have given up on Billy. They quit on him. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, the transfer portal. portal." I'm like, the guys in the transfer portal either got kicked off the team or didn't get any playing time. Nobody's quit on Billy Napier yet. That being said, I would be pretty fucking frustrated at the game planning if I played for the Florida Gators. Don't know what happened with Richardson. It just seems like he doesn't make the right read um, when it comes to running the ball. he He's wildly inconsistent throwing, although I think he had a pretty good game, if I'm not mistaken, against Bandy. He did. He did. Uh, but just defense looked bad. It just I don't know if it was their worst game of the year, but it may have been close to their worst game of the year. I don't know if Napier will be fired next year, but I think it's con- it'll be concerning if, like, I don't know if he's adapting his system to his players, which you probably should do until they can either one prove they can run your system or two like finally, you know, start to adapt and get a little bit smarter. But yeah, the the game planning is awful, and his fucking clock management. What was that at the end of the half where he waited what twenty nine seconds before calling a timeout? Like what with a with a minute left. It's like, what are you doing? Like he's a moron. Call a timeout right now. If you're gonna do it, if you're not going to, fine. Don't call a timeout. Be content with going to half, but don't fucking stop the clock. Like, what is going on there? So Yeah, which game are you talking about? It's like every <laughs> fucking week he does that. Same shit. Yeah. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Like if it if if it meant some strategic sense or someone had pointed it out that it might, I'd back off. So he, he has this massive staff. Are any of those fucking guys analytical guys? Like they do analytics specifically for game management. And if he does, does he does he listen to them? Does he understand them? No. Like what's going on? Like it's just it's completely baffling to me. Hopefully it'll turn into a Kirby Smart situation where he just recruits the shit out of the best players. They come to Florida and it doesn't matter, you know, what what is being done on the field or how it's being coached. Although I'll say Kirby smart is a good defensive coordinator. I'll give him that much, but yeah. So I, I don't know. He needs to this year, no matter what happens in this game, no matter what happens in the bowl game, you know, next year, hopefully there's improvement just in how the game is played and how the game is called from a Florida standpoint. That being said, all this shit, I don't know, man, Florida state, they're good but they're beatable. 
And I think a good Florida team can beat a good Florida State team. And who knows who's going to show up? I don't know. Maybe it's a week on, week off. They really did well against South Carolina, and then they did shit against Vanderbilt. Maybe they're going to play good this week. So, fuck it. I'm going to go with that. I want to root for Florida, not have anything in the back of my mind like, oh, shit. Like, man, I really wish I would have picked Florida or Florida on the Bourbon Boys. So, give me the Gators. Yeah, so I'm going to take the opposite end of this, not just because you pick Florida, but I, I agree with you. I I could I kind of think Florida either wins this game or we get blown out. Um, FSU's been more consistent. They're at home. Uh, they're less explosive than we are on offense. Um, but and they don't have a great passing game. So I kind of feel like our defense matches up pretty well, but I just, we don't do any of the little things. Well, our special teams is a goddamn nightmare. And I think that's the mark of a good coach is if there's no reason to have shitty special teams. Um, and I remember like urban, we instantly had great special teams. Um, it's just a nightmare. Like we're decent at covering kicks, but we're horrible at returning kicks. We get, when we try to return, we get penalties, or we have a guy think he can catch a ball over his shoulder at the three-yard line. And basically that lost the game. When you had the drop pick six and that together lost the game, we couldn't run the ball. I don't know why we never try to do any design runs with Richardson. If he doesn't know how to read it, say, listen, don't read it, just do it. Because it seems like every time they're crashing on the running back and he does the fake pullout and he's got, you know, fucking no one near him. I, I just, I don't understand what we're doing. And I, Napier, I, we've made adjustments on defense, although Vanderbilt made a few plays. I didn't feel like the defense was the reason we lost. We just, Vanderbilt has the worst running defense in of any, you know, power five conference team and we can do shit against. Um, so, you know, with that said, I hope we win, but I don't, I just can't pick this team in a raucous environment on the road against a team that's riding high, which makes me want to puke, but I'll take the Knolls. Ugh. That's hard to hear. Um, let's see. We ran the ball 15, 19, 20 times. That's 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 shit. I mean, I don't care like I don't care like if our running game wasn't doing anything. You gave Etienne and Rich and freaking well Johnson. You gave eleven rushes too. He he got he got you know he had that one long run. He had the long one that was called back for what was it like unsportsmanlike conduct or some shit. What was it? Illegal formation. Illegal formation. That's right. That 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 kid coaching. The kid who hasn't played all year. Yeah. You know doesn't line up right. And, you know, I read a I read the read and reaction guy. You know, he's like, why didn't Richardson notice he was off the line and push him up? Like, there's a lot of questions now. You know, obviously, we don't I don't think anyone really blames Richardson for the loss because he threw for 400 freaking yards. You know, one of them was like, you know, a 90 yard touchdown. And, you know, the other one was kind of deep. But like. um, I'll tell you that last Hail Mary it's the worst, the worst football play I've seen. Or, or, or shorter, not getting out of bounds. Shorter, even diving to catch that ball. I mean, this it's it's, it's football IQ was is was like out the window on Saturday. Everybody played stupid. There were stupid penalties. 
Uh, Marshall, as you mentioned, Malt, trying to recover that uh, or trying to catch that punt over his freaking head on the 15-yard line or whatever, or the 10-yard line. I, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. I mean, I don't understand why our guys, why we even put somebody back in the punt game. Like, that's how screwed up it's been all year long. I'd rather have the ball on the five-yard line because it was downed there than on the nine-yard line because freaking Henderson or any of these idiots think they can call a fair catch inside the 10-yard line, and that's the smart thing to do. Get away from the ball. Don't ever touch it. Unless the game is on the line in the fourth quarter and we need a punt return or good field position, do not touch the ball is what I would have said to them long ago. Is he built? I guess he's building men in character and that's fantastic. But how about like a little more discipline? And, you know, I mean, I'm saying this on, you know, like on my couch eating chips, I understand that, but it's just like, it's just frustrating to see how us, us completely shit the bed on the on like game 11 or whatever it was of the year. Like that's just, it didn't make any sense after having two really good weeks and then play Vanderbilt like like we thought we were the cocks of the walk it just it just and the coaches even I mean everything about it was just insane to me it was so frustrating and you know I, I was I was hanging out with my family I had to keep smiling with my kids and stuff it was great but yeah the, the being penalties, said go ahead I was just gonna say the penalties you know they weren't aggressive penalties they were shit that should be ironed out by this point in the year and you know i almost texted you guys when it came down to the last play i was like in my head i'm like does he realize what 40 yard line he's on and watch him throw it out of the back of the end zone i I I just turned it off at that point yeah i just i just (laughs) knew i just knew he was gonna throw it through through the back of the end zone, like into the fucking stands so sorry no 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 it's funny because he's like He's got a knack for throwing the ball away. Sometimes when he doesn't necessarily have to. And that interception he threw when it's like, you know, he was getting tackled. You know, I, I appreciated a little of his effort because it was a third down. But then I didn't appreciate any of it. And probably every coach in the world probably would, you know, thought that was like the dumbest freaking thing in the world. And this kid is seriously going to go to the NFL next year. And I think I was texting with you guys or somebody. I was like, I'm happy and sad. I would. I this is this is one of those circumstances where I would not give a shit either way if he goes to the NFL or if he comes back. If he comes back, he'll have a year under his belt. He'll have uh you know learn from theoretically learn from mistakes. Another year with this coaching staff. These are all positives. If he goes to the NFL, see ya, dude. What are we missing? A guy who is afraid to run, who's got phenomenal running skills. A guy who's got a laser for an arm and throws it about through the back of the end zone with no time left on the clock. The guy who, you know, miraculously hits, uh, you know, I don't even know, the dude, Reynolds, who had the 85-yard touchdown that kind of kept us in the game or throws it flat foot to, you know, like to the end zone. That I mean, it turned out to be a touchdown, but I was like looking at this guy's feet. Nobody seems to give a shit. He doesn't move his feet sometimes when he makes these like, you know, 10-yard throws. It's weird, man. He needs He needs coaching. And it's been 11 games and all summer, and he hasn't learned shit. It's incredibly frustrating. It's a lot of chaos, too. Like, yeah. I, I like some consistency. I would love some consistency. I would love running the ball more than 20 times. I would love giving Tra- Trevor, Eti- or Tra- uh, whichever one we have, 
Etienne, I would love seeing him get at like 15 carries. Either one of them, both of them. Th- run the ball 30 times if you've got such an inconsistent you know, guy. Now, albeit, he threw for 400 yards, but he made some really bad decisions. You know, it kind of reminded me of when we had, when the Bucks had um, uh, uh, fucking gre- Greasy. Oh. He was on my fantasy team. The guy, and it was a fantasy team where we didn't count. I know I say this every year. We didn't count interceptions. And he would be good for two to three interceptions a game, but he'd also throw for 300-something yards. And so I was killing it in fantasy that year. It's just that's what I mean. He doesn't win in games, but he was throwing for a lot of great. That's great. Good job, dude. Go to the NFL. Enjoy it. Um, That being said, I know nothing about Florida State. I, I hate them so much, which makes me, like, really cautious about this. And, you know, the funny thing is my instinct is to pick Florida State, but then that would make Gus a lone wolf, which he would certainly win. But it's Florida. So do I facilitate that for a Gator win or do I jump on the bandwagon? with? Because I really do have an interesting feeling. I read something. Somebody sent a message board info to me and others, of course. I mean, we're true Gator fans. And um, they said that basically it, this guy claimed to have uh, a uh, Florida a friend who who's an analyst at Florida State. And they basically have completely underestimating us. I mean, maybe appropriately, like statistics say that like our guys are out of position 55% of the time and that they are banking on us having Anthony just run the ball the entire time. And the only way we can win is if we win special teams and we win the turnover battle. All that sounds accurate. But if that's what they're thinking and saying to the players, they might be overconfident. It's a rivalry game. Ten points is a lot. Maybe Florida does the, you know, the uh, the old roller coaster and maybe the roller coaster is on the upswing this week. So I'm going to take Florida as well. Sweet. Another L for me. House yeah. divided. I'm sorry, guys. Doctor, you got. Uh... Who do you got? Oh. Edit that out. See ya. <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> now I want to change the pick. Um... Go ahead, loser. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Ah, you you won last week in Rama, so I can't talk too much shit. Uh yeah, keep, what's his name? Loyal listeners ass. Uh all right. Georgia Tech at fucking Georgia. Georgia's a 35 and a half point favorite. They let me down last week by letting Kentucky stay in it. Um I'm not so I mean, I don't know. There's something, there's just something missing from, I think, every team this year. Uh, Georgia seems to turn the ball over quite a bit, but they never really seem like they're not going to win, which is a little bit annoying, which would be relevant if they were playing anyone other than a fucking dumpster fire, which is what Georgia Tech is. I know that they covered uh, and actually beat North Carolina last week which uh, they even had their third-string quarterback in, I was reading that. Um, but you look at the team, the games around that, they lost FSU, who's not a dynamic offense, gave up 41 points. They barely beat crappy Virginia Tech by one point and gave up 35 points to Miami, whose offense is like basically like the Bucks offense in the first half against the Rams, just a fucking nightmare. Um, so Georgia seems to, they've been, if the, if there's a huge mismatch, they seem to be doing 
a decent job of covering that number. And I really think Georgia Tech's just terrible. So I'm going to lay this big number. You got the rivalry. It's, uh, you know, a fair. That's eh, a noon kickoff, but I don't think it matters. Tech is just that bad. So I'll take the dogs. Yeah. Everything you said there, Malt, was true. I couldn't believe Georgia Tech beat North Carolina. There's a guy in my office who he actually played as a walk-on in North Carolina for like half a season. Then he got his four, he tore his ACL a fourth time. So uh, he didn't, but uh, I was talking a lot of shit saying North Carolina should be in the playoff discussion, this and that, yada, yada, yada. Um, So I was just happy Georgia Tech beat him. So that was a fun conversation on Monday morning or Monday afternoon. Actually, that's when I talked to him, but I just think this number is a little bit too much. You know, I think, this is a rivalry rivalry, but is it really? Um, I think Georgia may take their foot off the gas once they get a handle on this game, just to kind of preserve some of their players for the championship run. So I think I think Georgia Tech, I don't I think Georgia Tech will cover. All right. To hell, to hell, to hell with Georgia. The cesspool of the South is basically the song that the Georgia Tech fans sing about Georgia. And it's really catchy. And I think about it all the time. Um, I, th- I, I, Unfortunately, Gus, for you, I was thinking of those two points as well. Um, not that the numbers, I mean, the number is, is very high, but they've got bigger fish to fry, um, Georgia. So this is, this is the last week of the, the season they're they're going to play LSU next week and then like and then definitely I think regardless of what happens they're going to be in the championship game so they don't need to worry about this nonsense um you know I think Georgia Tech's good for a score or two and I and you know look given the over under at 49 this is a noon game on Saturday um I think Georgia just really wants to walk out of here with a dub and just get you know just focus on the on the postseason so I'm going to take Georgia Tech to barely beat the spread. I'm going to I'm going to lose so bad. I'm going to I, I, go all, all right. I mean, what do you want me to do? Season. No, it's last fine. week la- last week I said to myself that I was just going to piggyback on your picks and I have coincidentally the last 3 I'd forgotten about that. So we're going to find out this week. It's either you or it's me. Either right. I'm terrible or you're just that good and here I am reaping the benefits. It's like one of us is rolling the dice in the craps table. <laughs> it's not you, it's me. Not you, it's me. It's not you, it's me. <laughs> if it's anybody, it's me. Doctor, who you got? Damn right it is. <laughs> You're damn right. It is. After this game, I will be within one game of Gus. Oh God. And there it is. I don't know if it's worth it. Me wanting to win, piggybacking on Gus's picks and letting Doctor win, ruining <laughs> Gus's season. He's been in the lead almost entire. <laughs> I'm your friend too, asshole. And then, he, and then he decides to pick the same Fuck. names as. What am I, chop liver over here? Fuck. I, I was kind of making more of a commentary on destroying Gus's season. Anchor down, yeah. the anchor around his neck. Yeah, he shouldn't. Have, he shouldn't have picked me. Yeah. Oh god. This portion of the Bourbon Boys Picking the SEC is brought to you by Pandemic Sauce Company. Amidst a worldwide pandemic and lockdown with nothing but time on his hands, a friend of the podcast started experimenting in his kitchen to occupy his time. He soon discovered a knack of of combining 
a variety of peppers with fruit juices to create some unique barbecue sauces. After sharing his sauces with family and friends, he has now decided to share them with the rest of the world. And the goal? To become your new favorite sauce. Enter code BOURBONBOYS at checkout for a discount of $6 when you purchase three bottles. That's BOURBONBOYS at checkout for a discount. PandemicSauceCompany.com, code BOURBONBOYS. Uh, yeah, I have a question. Oh, yeah. So is this is this promotion only good through the airing of the podcast or do we have or like is this going to carry into the off season? Will it carries it into the off season. I confirmed that with the owner of pandemicsaucecompany.com. Okay. The code the code is uh the code is valid through for actually and I mean I think in perpetuity until maybe we our relationship is terminated. That's pandemicsaucecompany.com, code bourbonboys at checkout. So another nooner on Saturday, South Carolina traveling to number nine, Clemson. Um, I think a lot of people have kind of seen through Clemson. They're, they're not really impressing anybody. Um, that being said, last week, I'll, I'll come back to Clemson in a second, but last week, South Carolina did the did did Tennessee dirty and and I'm not at all like talking about uh Hendon getting his you know blowing his ACL that was uh tragic of course but they beat the shit out of Tennessee and I mean and this is something that South Carolina failed to failed to score one offensive touchdown against Florida the week before and then a week later they 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 beat the crap out of Tennessee who you know was still like very good at the time they bookended 21 points in the first and the fourth quarter and scored 21 in the middle. And they won 63 to 38 over Tennessee. Um, Clemson has had um, actually a, a good season and schedule wise, their one loss was to Notre Dame. And I think that was kind of telling um, they, you know, they, they struggled a lot with mediocre talent in the ACC uh, with the exception of blowing the doors off Miami most recently last week, which, you know, I think we were all fine with, but they're 10 and one and they're ranked ninth in the country. And I have no idea what the top 10 looks like, but that does not show much respect to any Clemson team, especially Clemson teams of late. Um, South Carolina is a 15 point underdog traveling to Clemson and, um, I'm not exactly sure. I feel like they could have probably placed this line a lot lower and had people bet South Carolina um, because of the scoring last week. But 15 just seems like an awful lot. Now, Vegas likely knows something. But here I go again, uh, picking another road team. It looks like I'm going to go five for five already. Um, I feel like South Carolina, uh, they're clearly capable and – there was a joke uh, running around social media that um, Shane Beamer had taken the offensive call play, play calling away from his offensive coordinator, and that's why things worked out so well. He dismissed it, of course, the way Lane Kiffin dismisses rumors. Um, but I don't know. I, I just I'm not terribly impressed with Clemson, uh, South Carolina. I'm gonna do what uh, what everybody wants me to do, like Vegas and stuff, and and and, and remember last week's game. And I'm gonna go ahead and take them to to at least lose by less than 15. Um, yeah, my thoughts were it was like I couldn't believe that Clemson only has one loss. 
they seem so irrelevant. Uh, the only real game I saw them play, they got throttled against Notre Dame, completely dominated. Um, and Notre Dame's okay. They have they're they're anyway. We're not about them, but uh, South Carolina is very schizophrenic. Um, I could see them winning this game, honestly. Uh, and I think 15 is a little bit too high of a number. So, um, even though it's on the road, this is a bit of a rivalry game. Um, so I'll take South Carolina. I don't, I don't love it, but I hate it less than taking Clemson. So can't believe I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to roll with the Cox here trying to avoid cuz, but yeah, I think this number is a little bit too high. Clemson, I know at some point in the season they were they didn't know who their quarterback was gonna be, you know, if ukulele or whatever his name is, if he was gonna they were gonna pull him. And I think he did get benched in one game, maybe a Notre Dame game that he got benched. Yeah. So in the backup through a pick six, like second play after. Yeah. So it's uh it it's it's definitely it's definitely interesting. How many SEC teams have that schizophrenia to them this year. You know, like uh, Gators, Missouri, Gamecocks, Arkansas, Kentucky, Kentucky, Ole Miss to an extent. I mean, yeah, yeah. Mississippi yeah, State do- a little bit. Yeah, so it's SEC. What a what a year it's been. Surprised I picked that well, but I think. The safer bet here, even though I think South Carolina will cover, I think the safer bet is taking the over in this game. It's 50. I would probably bet that before I would bet the line. So a lot more points. But, yeah, I'll I'll take South Carolina. Could not agree more. The over is the bet if you're going to make one. Uh, we finally have a sweep. Yeah. We're I mean, all, We are all for Cox. All for 50, Cox. 50 is just... I mean, in a, I mean, maybe in an NFL game, it just, it seems they're either going to win by 15 and blow the doors off them. I think both teams it's gonna score be, yeah. 25. Oh, right on the money, huh? Well, sorry, at least 25. I, I didn't mean yeah. it. Right. No, I know what you mean. I was just joking. I'll shut up now. Thanks. That's probably, okay, great. Gus. Yeah. So we move on to a uh, three o'clock game. Louisville was traveling a long way to from Louisville to Kentucky. Kentucky looked not great last week. Um, they were playing Georgia, but Will Levis is I'll laugh my ass off if he's if he's picked in the top three picks, top five picks. That'll be pretty hilarious. Um, he has been getting the shit kicked out of him, though. I think he's the most sacked quarterback in the SEC, if not the nation. So yeah, they're 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 um they didn't look great last week against Georgia, but then who does? At least their defense held up. Um, the line on this, by the way, is uh, Kentucky by four at home. Louisville's not terrible, and they've actually had uh, some decent wins this year. Uh, they beat NC State last week. They beat Wake Forest a few weeks ago. They did get their ass kicked by Clemson, so. You know that's a that's that's pretty interesting. It was thirty one sixteen. I think with this one with the line, Kentucky will probably beat them by seven. I don't think it'll be a field goal. I think it'll be by seven. So I I'm gonna go Wildcats here. 
if maybe Will Levis, because I, I know I tried to do a quick look up on Louisville's defense and I couldn't really find any stats. So, but it seems like they hold some opponents, opponents to lower scores. But yeah, anyhow, that's enough. So your guy, Mark Stoops, just got a big raise extension. That's right. Now making a base of 8.6 million plus incentives. Couldn't hey, happen. Dumber looking guy. Pays to be um, 500. Yeah, my, my notes here were to just take the opposite of who you take. So I'm taking Louisville. And Louisville, like you said, is not terrible. So, well, you're not going to feel good about this then, Malt. Uh, no, come on. Kentucky, they're at home. No, I, I am somehow one, two, three, four, five, six now, six road teams. Um, Louisville, uh, They've they've beaten some decent teams. Um, you know, they they had they forced eight turnovers against Wake Forest, who is okay. Um, but you know, and they and they've played some other teams fairly close. Uh they only lost to Clemson by 15. I mean, it wasn't like a complete ass kicking. I just think that Kentucky is like in a just in a downward spiral, which obviously means they're gonna rebound this week. But uh I guess I need to George and maybe starting next year, I'll just George Costanza and go against my gut. Um, but I, I, I'm too far along this year to do that. So I don't know. I just, I don't know. Kentucky, like they, they would, they scored six points all of last game. Yes. Against Georgia, but team, you know, but worst teams have been able to score against Georgia. Um, this, this spread now, speaking of low NFL spreads, the spreads 43 and a half. So they're not giving any kind of respect to, to Louisville scoring some points against Kentucky's defense. Uh, it's possible and uh, I think it was just, I think it's going to be just, just, just right. So I, I like uh, Louisville to win. Doctor. I'll be over there with Gus. Enjoy your time over there with Malt Liquor. No. No. Can, you, you can switch. All right. We got the Iron Bowl, Auburn at Alabama. Bama is a 21 and a half point favorite after Auburn. It's funny. I like, I remember watching that or not really watching, but flipping to the Western Kentucky game. And Auburn was only up three. And then like 10 minutes later, they're up like fucking 20. Um, I don't know what the hell happened. But, um, uh, you know, Bama played Austin P and kind of, I don't know, didn't really do a whole lot. Um, I think, I don't I mean, 21 and a half is a big, big number. Auburn seems to have some some juice with Cadillac. Uh but I just I think they're gonna run this it's gonna run out because they have no passing threat. And I think these are the types of offenses that Saban's defenses just eat up. So I think uh and Bryce Young probably played his last home game as a uh college athlete is gonna want to put on a show. So I like the tide big here. So I'm I'm gonna lay that 21 and a half and take the home favorites. I just want to make this call because I I I I um I think it might be important for Gus to see the pick I'm making before I make it. Um I'm I'm actually gonna pick Auburn. Um, you know, they beat Austin P 34 to 0 last week, which is uh you know, it's it's an ass kicking, of course, but you know, this being a rivalry game and I know there's nothing really much left for them to play for, but Bryce Young's future. So that's something I'm taking into consideration. Uh, I'm going to take Auburn to 
to beat the 21 and a half, but, but not, not win the game. I, I really, I'm, it's, a, it's, I really don't think this game is uh, going to be in contention, maybe a backdoor cover by Auburn. Yeah. So it, it doesn't matter there. Cause I was going to go with Bama anyway. Okay, good. My boy, Caddy, love him, love him to death. Wish he would have had a hell of a lot more healthy years here in Tampa Bay, but he didn't, but he is bringing energy, but I, you know, I think Malt already said it. They're very one-dimensional, and I don't think Alabama is going to have a problem with that one dimension. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a, a big ass kicking. I think Bama rolls, no pun intended, over Auburn. They'll probably win by 30, 35. I, I just think this is going to be an absolute fucking shellacking. Doctor, who do you like? Yeah, Nick. Nick gets back on track here. Damn it! Yeah. I wanted you to take Auburn, you fucker. No, I'm the uh, I'm the lone wolf, and I'm going against what I said I'd do at the beginning of the year, picking Alabama. And I don't want to disrespect my mother-in-law's memory by picking Alabama and having them lose. So I'll just play it safe here, having them win but not cover. Um, so I am the lone tiger this week. Uh, speaking of tigers, incredible segue. Mm-hmm. Uh, the seven the seven o'clock game is uh your SEC West champ LSU traveling to whatever the hell is going on in college station, Texas A&M LSU is a nine and a half point favorite. Uh, It just, I I think that's a testament to um, LSU kind of being a little whatever on offense uh, against SEC play two weeks ago. Uh, A&M, they had a, uh, I would say an interesting time with UMass last week. They, they, they won 20 to 10, 20 to three, but that was 10 points in the second half to uh, solidify that game, including a, uh, a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Uh, the fans were leaving the game. The uh, media and the, and, and social media were just trolling the hell out of Jimbo. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's possible for them to buy him out. I, I don't want to, um, but I mean, that's a tremendous amount of money. Um, LSU, they they face Georgia next week. We all know that, but I I think they could accidentally score and 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 beat A and M by more than ten. So unfortunately, I cannot believe I'm doing this. I'm picking another away team, but uh, I think LSU is. I know L I know LSU is definitely better. Um, I don't think beating UMass twenty to three is going to cure any uh, issues uh, in the locker room or on the field. Uh, Jimbo. I mean, he's got to be the most expensive, like eight and four coach, or you know, average seven and seven and five average coach ever. This is absurd. The guy's got to get canned at some point. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually with you on this one because I'm going to go with you. I, when I saw this line, I thought it was a mistake, and then I started looking at it on other sites, and the most I've seen is ten. So, like, I was like, "There's no fucking way that this is only nine and a half." I mean, this is ridiculous. Seriously, LSU may do the same thing as Georgia. They'll get up on them, and then they'll they'll put their uh, second stringers in to to rest up for Georgia next weekend. But like their their second stringers will fucking put it on Texas A and M, you know. And I saw one of the linebackers for Texas A and M. He's transferring out. I think he was one of their five stars. So they're losing, and they're losing players. I think everybody knows what's happening in uh, college state levels play out. Go ahead and play for Dumbo Fish. Anyhow, 
So, uh, oh God, do I have to take Jimbo to try to make this shit up? Oh God, I, I can't. Pick your poison. <laughs> Pick your poison. I have, I gotta look at the math here. All right, I got one, two, three, four. All right, let's go, Jimbo. Back against the wall. LSU looking ahead. Uh, Haynes King. <laughs> you don't. You don't oh have to. Yeah, you're gonna. You're gonna talk yourself out of it. I'm so. I'm. I'm just. Yeah. Ugh. Go Aggies. Fighting for. As you throw up off camera. <laughs> Jeez, I can't even make a case for it, except that I have to. So I am. No, you could be right with the looking forward. I. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But uh yeah, I I'm I'm taking LSU. <laughs> I mean, I kind of like the under. What do you think of the under? Low score. I love it. Oh yeah. LSU look LSU scored like 13 points against Arkansas. It's not like they're tearing it. I mean, the way they're playing right now, I know they beat um UAB last week 41 to 10, but you know, they beat like they they had well, they let's see, they eked out a victory at Alabama. They did throttle Mississippi, but that that Arkansas game was confounding. Thirteen to ten. I mean, like, are they? What is going on with that? You this know? game has twenty-seven to ten written all over it. Yeah, I mean, in in A and M, they held mighty Auburn to thirteen points. Yeah, it's just you know, their defense isn't terrible. No, like they've only had know. really. They gave up forty-one to us and thirty-one to Ole Miss. Uh, 42 to Mississippi State. They suck. You're talking yourself out of it, man. You need this. Yeah. All right, Gus, uh, the the last uh, regular season game of the year. Let's hear it. And I was on mute. Last regular season game of the year, 730. Tennessee. Fumbled the handoff, man. I, I fumbled it. I fumbled it. Tennessee, they're heading to Nashville to face the Commodores. Ooh, man, the doors last week, they put it on Florida. Do it. I don't know if that was self-inflicted or not. Do it. By the Gators. Oh, I know. And I should have. So last week, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Mr. Producer, Doctor, you you put me in and I'm like, take that shit out of there. Should have listened. I, I should have listened. Reason. I should have I should have fucking stuck with it. Tennessee last week, before Hinn and Hooker got hurt, they lost that game. Hooker had no impact on that, uh, on that just awful, awful game. That they had bring in Joe Milton. Has that guy been in college for eight years? Like Shocked I feel he's like still on the team. I feel like I know he played a little bit last year. I want to say he was on Tennessee before that, and it seemed like he was at Michigan for a good three to four years. So, and he's still terrible. He was awful last week. I think there's a reason why they went from Milton to Hooker at the beginning of last year because Milton is just god awful. And I, I think I'm going to do it, man. I think the doors will will hold up here. It may only be a seven point game. I like uh, I like the swagger that uh, they have right now, you know, and that they've kind of had all year. I I hung out Saturday night at uh, some Vandy alums' houses and asked if they watched the game, and they're like, "Of course not." I'm like, "Well, how come you were talking shit to me, texting me, talking shit?" And they're like, "Oh, we were just you know looking at ESPN.com or whatever it is." So. But uh, they're not even pumped. However, 
They beat their win total this year. I called that at the beginning of the year. I was all over Vandy last game of the year. Fuck it. They're going to fuck. They'll win outright. Let's just say it. They're going to win outright, but I'm still, it's only the points here, boys. So did you hear Vanderbilt to try to get bowl eligible and encourage students to go? They're going to take 10 grand off their tuition. No, that's just really? Joe Biden. He's going to give. give uh, you got me. I was like, there's damn. no way they would do that. He's going to give that, but only to critical race theory, gender studies majors. Um, Those are the people that matter. Right. Yeah. Those are the people that attend football games for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. This seems way too high. Um, and Milton is apparently the king of practice and the king of shitting the bed during the game. But uh, there's just certain rules that Vanderbilt, involving Vanderbilt, is they don't get bowl eligible. Uh, so I, I think Tennessee maybe writes a ship here and covers this number. Uh, just a coincidence that it's opposite Gus. So I will take the Vols as the road favorite. I'm sorry to do this to you, Gus. Um, I think Vanderbilt's on kind of a roll. I like listen, I like their coach. I like what he says. Um, they they won at Kentucky a couple weeks ago, and then they beat Florida. And look, Florida may not be the Florida of Floridas, but they're definitely more talented and have more dynamic players. And you know, we we did get get just get finished talking about how Florida basically lost the game, but that doesn't give much credit to tennis or to Vanderbilt when they they scored touchdowns when they had to. They drove down the field. Um, I really think, uh, you know, with with Hooker, I mean, without Hooker, I think Tennessee is a completely different team. Um, and and I think 15 points is a, a tremendous amount. I think if if Vanderbilt, if if I think Vanderbilt can win, then I'm going to pick them to cover the 15 or beat the 15. Yeah, Tennessee ain't going to be shit next year. Nah. Nope. This was their year. Yep. Doctor. I just would like to point out that Gus is with Cousin Bailey four games this week. We'll be tied yeah, it's by anybody's. the end of this week, asshole. I'll see you for it's the anybody's. championship. It's I'll anybody's see, game. I'll see you for the championship, which... Uh, oh, so obviously I'm taking Tennessee. But if you had to guess, has anyone looked at the line for the championship? I'd say Georgia well, by... I'd say Georgia eight. by... Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Cuz? I said 12, but I think it's since it's a championship game, they'll probably, you know, knock it under 10. It's 16. Whoa. Oh, shit. shit. Right now it's it's 16. So you mean to buy things on that? Yeah. I'm I'm putting a couple units on that one. I don't feel very good about either of my Georgia or, or LSU picks this week then, given that number. God, I, re- I really thought Malt was going to take Vandy and Texas A&M back to back. Damn it. <laughs> Never. <laughs> That's a hard pill to swallow, regardless. I mean, my head probably would have taken LSU and Vandy, but I got to try to pull one a rabbit out of the hat. Yeah, this is this is going to be interesting. Um, I like the games are broken up over three days. Florida playing a Friday evening game is that's some. Uh, no. Florida playing a Friday evening game. It's definitely not. It's 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 very Big Tenny, you know. Not not much respect there. After last year's game, uh, which was just completely atrocious, and both teams were terrible. I understand why they did it, um, but you know, 
it's not it's not someplace I ever want to be. I hope I hope this is this like gonna th- this isn't gonna be a fucking trend, is it? That's what I was that's what I was just trying to say. I, I hope it's a one and done. Like this is it. Like it's not gonna do this again. Cause I really don't like that's a tough pill to swallow because you know it's it's almost worse than playing Thursday night games. Friday night's like for high school. I've always thought so. Well, and but, then it's like a pain in the ass after Thanksgiving. I mean, I'm going to be fucking hungover and tired. Not that I'm going to the game, but if I were inclined to go to the game, yeah, it's just better to go on a Saturday. In general, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be watching the U.S. hopefully beat England out in the sun all day on uh, Friday. So I can't even imagine traveling to whatever it. Anyways, uh, we will see y'all next week. Uh, we're gonna continue the trend of the Bourbon Boys one more one more week of the regular season, closing out with the SEC championship game, and that'll do it for the Bourbon Boys podcast of this uh, rivalry week. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Pandemic Sauce Company. That's pandemicsaucecompany.com. Enter code Bourbon Boys at checkout. Uh, don't forget to don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, follow, and share this podcast with your friends. Um, any last thoughts, fellas? Any any big plans aside from Thanksgiving? Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Uh, no. I'm installing, I'm, installing my, I'm installing my second outdoor TV. Oh, yeah. A little late in the season, but when it comes down to playoff football, it'll be great and bowl games. Yeah. I had a, the family over last night for some chili and s'mores, and we, we fired up the uh, outside TV, and it was it was quite a hit again. Um, huge fan. Can't wait for I, – I wish there was more football in December – so to make it a little bit more, you know, get a little more use out of it with the weather being the way it is. But uh, well, the Bucks play. Yeah, the Bucks. That'll be great. Um, how about Dr. Riffick? Uh, how's everything going in uh, the great state of Arizona? Still counting votes, brother. Still counting votes. Well, uh, <laughs> we will uh, find out what gov- who's your governor is just in time for the next election. Uh, for um Malt Liquor, Gus, our producer, Dr. in Arizona. I am Cousin Bailey saying, go Gators. Go get drunk. Go Gators. Fuck the knoll. Fuck the knoll.